Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We're really excited about our guest today. Um, She is one of the hottest contemporary jazz artists on the scene right now. Her Billboard number one charting album, Shine, has been a mainstay on smooth jazz radio for the last few months. She has five albums to her credit. She has collaborated with some of the top names in the business, and she is also a member of the all-female supergroup, Jazz in Pink. She is smooth jazz flautist, a classical flautist, a flute professor, and a radio show host. She is Kim Scott. Welcome to the show today, Kim. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you. First of all, congratulations on the success of Shine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited that people love the album as much as I do, (laughs) my producers and band. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what inspired that project. Well, you know, um, I was home during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and it was time to record another album. And I wanted to do something that was going to be bright and inspiring to listeners because it was such a dark time, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh, decided to call up, you know, my good friends, uh, Greg Manning and Adam Hawley and working with some excellent producers. I just let them know the vision and it was to be uplifting and you know, give people good energy and a reason to to want to have hope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of those songs back together again and shine, yeah. um, you know, I, I love. Um, we're all in the spirit of just let's have hope. Let's know that things will be better and yeah. that you know, life is good. Yeah, you certainly accomplished that. I mean, it's a it's such a it is so upbeat. And I think that's it's infectious. You know, I don't know. The first time I heard, I was just kind of like, wow, this is kind of cool. And and I listened again. I was like, man, this is really cool. You know? Aww, and so, thank you. So I've been enjoying it. And I know lots of other people have been enjoying it. So good for you. Good for you. Thanks so much. Thank yeah. you. So you have a lot going on in your world. You're making music. You're teaching. You're hosting a radio show. You're touring and performing. How do you fit all of that in? You know what? When you love what you do, you yeah. never feel like you're working. Yeah. Um, my schedule is extremely busy. So if I'm looking at the calendar, it can be a little overwhelming if you think about it. But I work at a fine art school as an administrator. So I'm working with young, aspiring artists. I yeah. love that. I work in an environment that wants me to continue to be an artist and travel and perform. And so they welcome when I have to go on tour because I bring all that experience back here, yeah. you know, yeah. to the students here. Uh, the radio show, I get to, you know, highlight artists like me and those yeah. trying to be mainstream every week. I call it the hottest jazz party on the airwaves because it's so upbeat. That's cool. So really, everything does work in line with each other. And I always say that I think it's God's divine plan or yeah. else it would be chaos. Yeah, yeah. But That's it's just great. all seamless. Yeah. And you also, in addition to being, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are familiar with you as a a contemporary jazz artist, but you're also a classical flautist. Yes, actually, um, all of my training is in classical music. I went to performing arts high school. I went to uh, get my my undergrad and my graduate degrees all in classical flute performance. So before I had the vision to step out and jump into the jazz arena, I was already on stages playing classical concerts. I play with the symphony to this day here in Alabama. That is definitely one of my loves. And I think that's probably why my my jazz music sounds so different from the other 
artists out there, especially the flutists. There's some amazing flutists on the airwaves, but Mm -hmm. I think because of my classical chops, I like to blend a lot of that in my sound and with my ideas and with the colors that you might hear in my playing. Yeah. And I just think it makes it stand out a little bit more. Yeah. What was it that made you decide, I'm going to, I'm going to take my talent into this contemporary jazz realm also? It's a good question. Back in 2010, you know, I, at that time I was a teacher and mm-hmm. I had summers off. Okay. So during the summers, I would always try to think, what what can I do to be more innovative, do some things outside of the box, yeah. re-energize. And I've always been a listener of jazz music, always. That summer, I was listening more to our local station and I realized that there was not a lot of flute on the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Like I would listen all day and yeah. I might hear one track by a flutist and I knew they were out there. But as I started to do a little more research, there were only maybe two or three making records right. in the jazz genre at the time. And the more I listened to their records, which I love, it was like Althea Renee and mm-hmm. Nestor Torres and Reagan Whiteside and a little bit of Hubert. Yeah. Laws, I realized that, you know, if I were to put some flute music out there in this genre, it would probably be a little different. Yeah. So I wonder what I could do and showcase my own voice and the styles of music that I like incorporated into jazz. And so I took that summer to to come up with some tunes that were popular at the time on like R&B radio. Okay. And I put my own spin. I said, I'm not going to eliminate my classical sound or my classical technique. I'm going to put that in there, put in, you know, my, my ear for jazz, whatever comes out, let's see what happens. And surprisingly, I decided to do that and do some performances and it stuck. People were like, what is this? You know, it's it's different. It's familiar, but it's different. Yep. And uh, that made me do my first jazz festival. And the headliner caught my show and afterwards ended up calling the promoter and said, who is this girl? Yeah. I need her contact and I want her to start opening up for all my shows. That's awesome. He was, he was a jazz guitarist and it just kind of took off from there, you know, doing his shows, people started asking, well, where can I buy your music? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have any music, you know, so I had to create a, a band and start making records and it just really took off. Yeah. That's fantastic. Good for you. And you know, it's Thank so funny. You. That's so often how it happens. Your experience was something that just happened to us this past weekend. We, we do a, a, a jazz festival in Milwaukee called mm-hmm. the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. And we happened to be at, at a festival down in Chicago this weekend, seeing Kirk Whalum. And there was a young lady who was playing guitar for Kirk Whalum. And I had the exact same experience as that promoter had when they saw you. Before that evening was out, I'm trying to connect with this person to say, I need you to play our event. And that's so often how it happens. It's that, yeah. that opportunity, right? Right. So now you're based in Alabama. And Correct. I got to tell you, I've had some some of your some of your fellow M- Alabama brethren on the podcast recently, and there must be something in the water down there because y'all making some music down there. I had I had Eric Essex on, I had PJ Spragans, and I was thinking about you know I was as I was going through your bio and preparing for the show, I thought to myself, I'd really kind of love Kim and Eric and PJ doing something together. That'd be kind of cool, you know? So what is it? What is it about Alabama? What y'all got going on down there? You know what? I hear that all the time. People, I tell people, you know, don't sleep on Alabama. There are so many talented writers and musicians in this area. And, you know, we got that good Southern hospitality thing going. So the energy is there, the, the hospitality, the kindness. 
the love, the genuineness of it all. It's just, it's just amazing here. The energy and the talent. Yeah. Ironically, I don't know if you looked at the liner notes. James P.J. Spragans is my drummer. Yeah. Okay. In my okay, band. Okay. And on the Shine album and my previous two albums, Eric Essex is on guitar. Okay. So yeah, y'all doing it already. So okay. We, good. Yeah, we work so well together, and we've done yeah. shows together. So the, you know, if you ever want. <laughs> to have my band and Eric's band up there, you know, we would we, we would love to well, put I, on a show. We're gonna talk after the show. We're gonna talk after the show. That's cool. But yeah, and I and we got PJ actually playing our event at the end of August. Awesome. Uh, as a part of one of our local artists' bands. So yeah, but you Fantastic. guys are doing your work in, in Alabama and putting out some great work. And so and one of the things that I love too is that, you know, there's a there's a, a soulfulness about your music. There's a, like, I'm a big believer in that, you know, great music makes people feel something, right? It's not, it's great to hear it and enjoy what you hear, but the great stuff really inspires something in you, right? And I Absolutely. get that, I get that in your music. So how, how do you go about, because a lot of people are really, and someone with all of your classical training, right? A lot of people are really proficient from a technical standpoint, but everybody doesn't take that technical proficiency and make it soulful and make people feel it. How do you do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I have to take that back to uh, having great teachers when I was studying classical music. Um, I had some of the best teachers from the around the country, mm -hmm. and one particular uh, teacher in general, and uh, that I can recall, always said, "If you're not affecting the listener." You're not doing your job. Mm -hmm. If you're not feeling what you're playing and being emotionally vulnerable yeah. to the music, yeah. then you can't convey an emotion to your listener because all they will hear is technique. Yeah. And technique is great, but technique should be a complement yes. to the experience yeah. you know, of the melodies and of the phrasing mm -hmm. and the detail that you put into your music. So I took that on I probably in high school. Mm -hmm. And even as a classical flutist, when I play shows, I get that response. Like I can feel like I can watch you. I can close my eyes, though, and I can feel what you're playing. Yeah. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. And to me, that's the biggest compliment, you know, because I don't want people to leave my show and not have an experience. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You no know? doubt. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, you've collaborated you. with quite a few people. Um, how do you choose projects that you're going to? lend your talents to and who you're going to collaborate with? Well, you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty good ear and I like, first of all, I have to have a vibe mm -hmm. with that producer or that co-writer and their sound, their choice of melody and their choice of production. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I listen to all of that to me, especially I'm really into detail. I think part of being a radio host and listening to different projects come in, you really find there's a gamut yeah. of when it comes down to production and what sounds people are using and how, mm -hmm. how creative people are. And I like quality sound. Yeah, I like really perceptive writing mm -hmm. or conscious writing, you know, purposeful writing. I love those kinds of things. So, you know, people like Adam Hawley, who is very much into detail, yeah. you know, when I hear his music, that speaks to me. Yeah. It's not just a great rhythm part. It's mm -hmm. not just a great bass part. It is 
Everything is cohesive. Everything sounds organic. Yeah. So I pay attention to a lot of those things. So I'm very, very meticulous when I'm choosing who I want to write with yeah. or who I want to work with. And it's, for me, I do that work before I even start the process of, of writing and recording. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. I take a notepad. Here are the artists this year or the past years that I've really taken a liking to their writing or their music or their style. It's yeah. not even all about accolades. Yeah. And that's how I, you know, I reach out to those people. And, um, you know, I've been in the business long enough that I've established relationships with them, some of these people. And I know that we work well together. Yeah. You know, I know that when we come together to write, it's going to be organic. I'm going to bring something. They're going to bring something. And it's just going to work. Yeah. It's not hard. We're not having to like, you know, have these long brainstorming sessions. I'll tell you, when Adam and I wrote Shine, Mm -hmm. Adam sent me a foundation. Okay. It was drums, guitar, and bass. That's it. There was no melodies, no choruses, no titles, no nothing. But just in the first couple of seconds of hearing the vibe uh-huh. and the, the quality of that sound, I wrote all the verses, huh. all the chorus, all the background. I came up with the background vocals, what I wanted to say. I sent it to Adam and he was like, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing really for us to do, but add a key change. Yeah. We didn't change anything in that process. And that's awesome. For me, that's when you know it's divine and yeah. you were meant to come together for for that process, yeah. for that product. That's great. That's great. So who would you say are some of your current musical influences? Mm, ooh, I like to draw influence from so many. Okay. I mean, I still I still listen to classical music yeah. daily almost. Yeah. I'm still a fan of Tchaikovsky and his okay. color and his yeah. emotion, emotional investment, you uh-huh. know, in music, Brahms. But I love... You know, I love what Greg Manning is doing still. Yeah. I love Jeff Lorber and his his ability to be, he's always inventing, reinventing. Yeah, yeah he stuff. really is. You know, I love that. I love, he's no longer with us, but George Duke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, of course, Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. For me, I like artists that are open to possibility. Yeah. I don't want people to try to sound like each other. I love when people are authentic to themselves. And when you hear their record, you hear them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So I want to be that kind of artist. I don't want somebody to hear my record and go, is that Althea or is, is that, you know, uh, whoever I want them to hear and go because of the set, because of her tone, Mm -hmm. because of the phrasing, because of the choice, that's gotta be Kim Scott. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Well, let's take a listen to that song that took the smooth jazz world by storm recently. This is shine. Sure, thank you. Let's do it.
All right, everybody, that was Kim Scott um, featuring Blake Aaron with the song Shine, uh, written in part by Adam Hawley. So you talked a little bit about, you know, researching the people you want to or, or the, the way you want to go about, you know, assembling a team to make music. But talk to us about the rest of your process for making music. Sure. Well, as far as uh, I didn't talk about all the production, I didn't get to mention Kelvin Wooten, who is another mm-hmm. Alabama native out of Huntsville. Okay. I just won his first Grammy. Oh, great. Amazing producer. But he does all genres. Uh-huh. So he works with Lecrae, works with Jill Scott. He writes with Anthony Hamilton and he produces for Sony. Great. So works so well with him. But the process, it's a year long process for me. Mm-hmm. I like to conceptualize it first. Okay. You know, based on what the vision is for the project, based on who I want to work with and why, you know, I come up with a concept and a theme in that moment. It's like something changes in my brain Uh and my whole vision becomes, you know, like this. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm starting to hone in on the process. So I'm not purposefully saying I'm going to sit down right now and write this song. Yeah. It happens in the middle of the night when I'm asleep, you know, melodies will come. I have to grab my phone and sing it with morning voice and all morning yes. voice and all. But I got to get it down because I'm going to wake up and I won't have it. Uh huh. It happens in the car. I could be driving on the highway okay. and a melody will come and I have to pick up my phone. Uh-huh. So it, it happens. It's like for some reason. It comes down yeah. on me. Yeah. And then it has to come out of me. Okay. I know that maybe sounds strange. No, not at all. But actually. that's how it happens. Even when I have contacted a, a producer or contacted a writer and they've agreed to work with me, if they have a foundation and mm-hmm. they send me a couple of minutes, almost instantly, I have the melody in the chorus. Okay. Okay. And within the day, I can go to my studio and I have all these sounds and all these layerings that I yeah. want to do with background flute. And it just happens like that. And I'm in that zone the entire time. Yeah. And when it's time to cut the album, it's interesting. You know, we don't, we like to cut the album in one day. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Unless I'm working with a, a producer who is not in the state that okay. I'm in. We may have to go back and forth one or two times, uh-huh. but for the most part, much of the album is done in one day. That's amazing. And what I've found is that the album is so much more cohesive. Uh-huh. Me and the band have jailed our energy yeah. there. We don't have to break it up and come back and try to find it again. We're there in that moment. Yeah. And so much magic happens. You know, we get to the end of the session and we listen back and we're like, oh my. Yeah. You know, you don't even remember what you did, but you mm-hmm. listen back and you're like, that ain't nothing but God. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like for you being on stage when you're seeing people enjoying your music? Oh, man, that that's the best feeling in the world to look out there and there's nothing but joy on people's faces mm-hmm. or they're in it so much that they are watching your every move. They're yeah. singing the songs with you. You know they know your music because they're doing all the accents from the record, like in right in the uh-huh. right time. <laughs> you know, or like uh, this past weekend, I was in Virginia at Tin Pan, and uh-huh. that was such a vocal audience. Like yeah. they were just in it to win it. Yeah, 
you know, and to hear them come up after the show and they stay for an hour just uh-huh. to be able to say something to me, you know, and just say, I appreciate the experience. Like it was so much fun and I felt every note and you love to be able to send people away from your show uplifted and yes. in a better state of mind and mood. Yeah. That's just the best thing in the world. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I tell you, I, you know, having been in those audience, it's a two way street, right? Like when an artist comes out and the artist, you know, they dig doing what they're doing, right? The yeah. audience feels that. And then it goes back into the artist, artist, right? It does. I, you know, I, I've seen that so many times. Oh, yeah. And it's such a cool thing because it's it is, you know, life is there's everybody's got stuff going on in life. And when you can go to a show and just sit back and enjoy and the whole world is just like passing you by for those couple of hours that you're there and it's just you're just in the moment and and getting a chance to really really enjoy yourself that's special yes it is that's exactly how i feel about it yeah yeah (laughs) so kim we have this segment that we like to do on the show and it's called bout it or doubt it okay so if you're about it is something that you're feeling if you doubt it is something you're not feeling okay so can we get you to play today all right I doubt it. All right, Kim. So we're going to spin the wheel and get you a category. Then we're going to ask you a couple about it or doubt it questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kim, your category today is food and beverage, okay? Oh, Lord. I'm from the South. Come I know. On. I know you are. Okay. So, bout it or doubt it, pumpkin spice stuff. You know, it's that t- we're coming in the fall. Bout it, bout it, bout it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> if it's a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, I'm yeah. in it to win it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, we have that in common. I... I do not eat pancakes, but when it's when it's fall time and I can get some pumpkin pancakes, I'm I'm Ooh. I'm gonna get me some pumpkin pancakes. You know, you preaching to the choir. Yes, pumpkin yes. cream cheese muffin. Yes, yes. See, oh yes. Yeah, I knew I was gonna like you. I knew I was gonna like you. But yeah, that's one of my things: the pumpkin spice stuff. And my wife is so good. God bless her. She knows now, and she makes sure she might see the most obscure pumpkin thing in the store, mm-hmm. and she'll bring it home for me to try it. So. <laughs> She's learned. Uh-huh, she has. My husband years. knows me too. That's for sure. Uh-huh, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ask you one about your southern roots. Okay. okay. It, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm gonna dig a little deeper. About it or doubt it, barbecue. Well, about it now. Early on, doubt it. Really? Okay. You gotta yes. tell me. Tell me a story about that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. High school, early college days, I went through this. I think I need to be a vegetarian. Okay. Days. Okay. And I didn't like to chew a lot of meat. It was yeah. just too much work. I'm yeah. like, I don't have time for that. But in my adult age, I started liking to grill. Uh huh. And if you're a griller, you got to throw some bones on the, you you know, on the grill, right? You do. And if you don't know how to do the bones on the grill, you just partake of the bones. Right, well, right, right. right. <laughs> So I started just partaking of the bones and I had my first good rib and it was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over. Yeah. So I am so about that life right now. Uh-huh. Okay, so is there a favorite spot that you have? Yeah, right now it's called Jim and Nick. Okay, okay. And they've got the most tender meat 
They've got the perfect sauce. But in Birmingham, if you come here, you have to go to Dreamland. That's the spot. Okay, Birmingham and Tuscaloosa. Dreamland Barbecue started off as this little bitty shack in Tuscaloosa. I mean, they were old school and they still sell it like this. You go in, you order your bones and you get some white bread and some sauce with it. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. You know, you can order sides if you want to. Those are the places. Those are the places you got to go to. So, okay, I got, I got, I took a note because that's, that's one of my favorites. And I like, you know, like, I hate to say this about my hometown, but we just don't have good barbecue here. Like I've tried, I've tried just about every barbecue place in this town and nobody can make it as good as I can. And so I am like, I'm a snob, you know, so, but. (laughs) If you go have it, you got to have it right, you know, and you do my family's from the South, too. And so my I grew up watching my great uncle, you know, cook whole hogs and stuff as a little boy. Right. And so I got mm-hmm. so I got spoiled as a kid. And so like I now if it ain't right, I just I just can't have it. I, it's got to be fast. right. It's got to be right. Yeah. Exactly. Where's your family from? They're from Tennessee. They're from Tennessee. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody's yeah. from Jackson, Tennessee, right between. Memphis and Nashville. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, yeah. They so. know about bones down there, Oh, too. they sure do. They sure enough do. So, well, let's play another one of your songs, Kim. Um, All how, right. How about we check out Butterfly from the Shine release? Ooh, let's do it. One of my favorite covers to do. All right. Sure. Oh, 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 
All right, everybody, you just heard Butterfly. So, Kim, you said Butterfly was one of your favorite covers to do. Why is that? Well, you know, I said earlier that Herbie Hancock is one of my favorite uh, musicians, writers, producers, because of his innovation. Mm -hmm. You know, he's really into different sounds that you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear in an album, different moods, different colors. So I took a liking to this tune for that reason. And subliminal or uh, not subliminally, but, you know, when you think of a butterfly. Yeah about a flute. I mean, we rise, we float. Absolutely. You know, and there's this technique that flutists play called flutter tonguing. Mm-hmm. Fluttering. Okay. okay. And we use our, our tongue to vibrate the sound. And, okay. you know, it just, it's one of those things I thought would be so appropriate for yeah. this song. And you actually yeah. hear it in my solo. Yeah. If you listen to the very tail end of the solo, okay. you'll hear that flutter yeah. as I descend in the line. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So in addition to being a solo artist, you're also um, a member of the group Jazz and Pink. Um, what was that like going from being a solo artist to being a member of, of, a, of a jazz supergroup? Well, you know, I can say that it is such an empowering thing. Yeah. I think I was playing maybe two years before I got picked up by Jazz and Pink. Okay. Two years in, I think they'd heard an album. They were looking for another flute to add because Althea was a member at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, a group of all jazz players, they're all female. They yeah. all are established. Sign me up for that. Yeah, yeah. So once I, and you know, Karen Briggs, yeah. Gail Johnson, I mean, powerhouses, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember the very first concert, standing on that stage and listening to the sounds that were coming from these really powerful women. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't take, and I don't take it for granted at all. Just the amount of, of, of empowerment that goes on in that moment is just amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Has that, has that experience in, in, at all changed or modified how you do what you do as a solo artist? I don't think it's changed any of that, but it has made me more appreciative Mm-hmm. of what I do as a female artist. Yeah, yeah. We have lots of conversations in that group. It's really like a sisterhood. Yeah, cool. And we talk about ways that we can encourage each other in this business because it's still very male-driven. Yeah, yeah. And we're you know, trying to empower each other while trying to be committed to empowering other women to step in this arena mm-hmm. and know that they have an opportunity and a voice if they could just be brave enough to get out there. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely changed the way I process. Okay. As a female artist. Great. And my, and my aim to champion other women. Mm -hmm. So what's it like for you when you're in the zone musically? Oh, when I'm in the zone musically, when I'm in the zone, I know that things are happening. I I used this word before organically. Mm hmm. I feel like I don't have to work so hard yeah. at writing or at performing or at conveying mm-hmm. because it's what I'm supposed to say in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to come out. It comes out the way it's supposed to come out. It comes out and it starts to morph Yeah, and grow into something else. And it's just such a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there to me, there's nothing like being vulnerable in the creative moment. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's yeah. by myself writing or 
in a studio yeah. and, and the red light is on, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, that we're, we're recording in real time. Don't have a lot of time to think personally. I don't want to be in a booth and be thinking. Yeah. 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 You want to, you know act. what I mean? Absolutely. I want to act. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. So what advice would you give your 13 year old self about life, Kim? Mm, that is such a good question. I think about that often, actually. Uh-huh. Good. Good. <laughs> and only because I work with that age group from 13 to 19. I'm working okay. with aspiring artists. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, what can I tell them? That, what would I have told myself that I can tell these kids now? Yeah. And it's always be fearless. Yeah. Be unapologetic of who you are. Yeah. Because you are unique. Yeah. And you're here to serve a very real purpose once uh-huh. you figure that out. And the third thing is to have a good work ethic. Yeah. And faith. Yeah. Because the two of those together, you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. 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 You know, if you have a vision and you have the faith that you can put actions behind that vision, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if you couple that with being educated mm-hmm. in what you want to do, you are going to be a, a, <laughs> a mm. dangerous one. Yeah, you know? it's wow. That's that's really that's great to hear. It's so funny. I I, I have a nephew who is going off to college at Clark um, in a couple of weeks, and he and I had dinner on Monday, and I basically told him the same thing you just said. You know, um, in 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 basically the same words. You know, and I think that's such important advice. You know, like we go mm-hmm. through this world, and you know, yeah, God made you to be you. He made one of you. Right. And he gave you gifts and talents and skills that he a combination of those things that he didn't give anybody else because you are unique. Right. Absolutely. And I think when young people hear that and think about that and if they can tap into that and know that, yeah, I'm going to keep God first and let God lead me and guide me in these things. But I'm going to be myself. I'm going to put in the work, like you said. Right. And one thing I was saying to my nephew the other day was like, when you see people who make it look easy. It's not easy because they just get up there and do it. It's easy. It looks easy because they've been putting putting in work behind the scenes, hours and hours and hours and hours that nobody else ever saw. That's why it looks easy, you know? Absolutely. You know, some people have these gifts where they are just supremely talented. But even when you have talent, you have to take that talent and make something of it. You do. You do. And some people miss that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talented people out there that don't find that they're as successful as they want to be. That's exactly right. It's exactly you right. Know? And, and there is, you know, there's a reason behind yeah. that, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's, there's no oh. substitute for the work, you know, there's no substitute None. for the work. So that's true. Well, let's yeah. play one more of your songs, Kim. How about back together again? Oh, let's do it. Cause Hey, we're back together again. The pandemic hopefully is, you know, I'm, making its way on out. I'm hoping you are correct. <laughs> from, from we're your back lips, on the stages from your lips to God's ears. All right, let's play it.
All right, that was Kim Scott, our guest today, with her song off of the Shine album, Back Together Again. So, Kim, what is something that your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, probably that I'm an introvert. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) You know, people see me on stage and they're like, oh my gosh, you have so much energy and you're so full of life and so friendly and so this and that. And I actually like doing stuff like going to the movies by myself Uh or being on, you know, at home, reading a book or, Uh you know, my husband's like, people just would not even know that you don't even like to go out for real. Yeah. But I love my family network. You know, I love game nights with the family. That's cool. You know, just spending that quality time being away from all the noise. I love people. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I don't like, you know, big crowds and all of that when it's just me and I'm not on stage. Yeah. Yeah. People probably would be shocked about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that's funny because I think people have this preconceived notion about artists, too, that that's kind of like they're just. You know, they're they're social butterflies and all this kind oh, of stuff, goodness, but it's just no. not the case. It's just no, not the case and, and there's the some out there li- that yeah. are like that. But I'm the one that finishes finishes my show, and I want to go back to the hotel and watch TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you know, uh-huh. I don't want to go out. Yeah, I understand though. I understand though. So, what's yeah. playing in your car right now? What's playing in my car? Sirius XM watercolors. Okay, 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 okay. I don't have any CDs in the moment. I like to try to stay, you know, with what's current and see what yeah. the sounds and the vibes are on the airwaves in general. Then mm-hmm. again, that's the radio person in me and the artist in me, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, make sure I stay not valid. I don't want to use that word, but you know, you want to kind of be in the in the right vein. Yeah, of course. You know. Of course, so I'm, I'm doing that. But, you know, I love as far as what I'm listening to when I'm not on, listening to the radio. I am loving Moonchild right now. OK, OK. okay. I know that's very different. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but they are just all of the vibes for me. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's cool. I have to check that out because I haven't. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not that familiar with Moonchild. So I have to check. that. Oh, out. it's amazing. They're kind of midway between jazz and Neo Soul. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna love that. I'm sure. Oh, you're gonna love it. Oh, I definitely gotta check that out. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Is it? Do you have a guilty pleasure, Kim? Yes, macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, do you make it yourself, or do you have? Okay, okay, okay. Nobody makes it better than me. There you, you go. Me my there you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> good, good, good. If I could eat it every day. I would, but uh-huh. that wouldn't go so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, there's a couple of questions I love to ask all of our all of our guests on the show. One of them is, what are your three favorite albums of all time? Mm. Ooh, oh man, that's hard. Three favorite albums. Okay, one of them is Shirley Horn. Mm-hmm. Here's to life. Okay, okay. Will change your life. Huh. Okay. If you haven't heard that one. Another one that I loved, and I don't remember the name of it, was Brian McKnight's very first album. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the other, I'd have to say, I think it's the album Spirit of the West. I think that was the title of it, by the Yellow Jacket. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Could play it over and over and over. Yeah. But you know what? I, I mean, I have so many favorites. Yeah. I, it's hard to pick three because I just, I like good music. Yeah. Yeah. Good production, good music. And there's so many great artists and bands out there. There really are. There really are. And that have been out there. Yeah. But yeah. All right. 
So then the, my other question that I ask everyone is you are having a dinner party and you can invite any three people living or deceased who's coming to your dinner party and what's on the menu. Do they have to be all musicians? Nope. They can be any, okay. from any walk of life. All right. Um, I would say Gregory Porter. Oh yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Uh-huh. Barack and Michelle. Okay. Yeah. Obama. Yeah. And if I could bring him back, Joe Sample. Oh, wow. That's a, ooh, that's a powerhouse group there. Yeah. I mean, that would be some deep dialogue about life, about music, about people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Porter, you mentioned that name. And I tell you, that is, I love Gregory Porter. Mm-hmm. I was he his he had two shows. He was supposed to be coming to Milwaukee. It got canceled two times. They haven't rescheduled it. So I am just waiting to get a chance to go see him live. I've not seen him live yet, but I love his music. Yes, I, I had the pleasure of seeing him live here in Birmingham, maybe about five years ago. Okay, and I am waiting for the opportunity to see him again. Yeah. It was it was a life changing yeah um, experience. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. I tell you, the first time I really listened to Take Me to the Alley, it mm. brought tears to my eyes. Yes. When I really listened to and really understood what was being said in that song, it just, it just took me to a whole nother place emotionally yeah. and spiritually. And yeah, that's absolutely. What I, that's what we were talking about before, how you know, like somebody else could sing that song and, and you won't go to the same place, right? And that emotion in your music and in your work, mm-hmm. that's why that's so, so critically important. Yeah, I think. because he, de- he delivers it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just sing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's from his soul. Yeah. So in addition to your macaroni and cheese, what's on the menu at this dinner party? Well, you got to have a good red wine. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 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 I'm, a, I'm a wine drinker. Okay. I love a good red, a good blend or a good Pinot Noir. What are some of your favorites, favorite reds? Uh, right now, I really like Mayomi. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, their, their blend is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, I, that's what I like right now. So okay. I, I think I'm sticking with Mayomi okay. <laughs> okay. until I can find another one that I like. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And what else, what other so, food, what other food is going to be on that menu? You know, it's going to be a mixture of soul food, mm-hmm. but it's going to be soul food with a twist. Oh, okay. So you, may, you know, you may have some collard greens on there, mm-hmm. but they, they may be spiced a little differently. You know, they may be served on yeah. top of salmon. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, not in a, not in a bowl of cornbread. Yeah. You might get on salmon there and have go. a beautiful, you know, hollandaise around a ooh, plate. Ooh, that sounds good. You know, you might have some mashed potatoes, but they may you know, have goat cheese or something in them. Oh, I don't know. It's going to wow. be, it's going to be fancy. It's yeah, gonna be fancy. That sounds and I know good. you're thinking macaroni and cheese and potatoes. That's two starches, but Hey, that's what we that's do. Okay. In the that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> you might have some candied yams mm. with some pecans on okay. top or, okay. you know, okay. Oh yeah. We're going to set it out. Yeah. And you're going to have to have some bread pudding, man. I, I, I kind of, I kind of want to invite to that dinner party. <laughs> That sounded all right to me. (laughs) Oh, good. So, Kim, what else do you have going on for the rest of the year? Tell us what else you got going on and where people can can connect with you and see you. Yeah. So I am on the road, goodness, probably every week somewhere. I've got quite a few festivals left to finish this year. I've got the Gulf Coast Jazz Festival in Pensacola. I've got um, shows in New Jersey. I've got the Barbados Jazz Excursion. Oh, great. 
Um, I've got the Montgomery Smooth Jazz Festival. Yeah, so Pete, I've got a lot of stuff on the on the calendar. I'm so blessed to have so many dates coming yeah, in and already good. on there. But people can catch me uh, there. You follow my website or go to my website, kimscottmusic.com. Mm-hmm. You can actually sign up for my newsletter at the very bottom of the website, yeah. and you'll get a a monthly um, newsletter with where I am, what I'm doing, what free merch I'm giving away at the oh, time. Cool. Uh, but people can also follow me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, they can either just type Kim Scott or type K Scott Flute, the letter K Scott Flute. Um, I'm very active on social media. Good. So you daily, you can figure out what I'm doing or where I am All right. uh, by just following me there. But, you know, I'd love for people to check me out there. They can stream the music on Spotify or yes. Amazon or, or anywhere that they stream or purchase music. And uh, but I love seeing fans at shows. Awesome. So, you know, come on out, guys. Hang awesome. with me and let's have some fun. All right. Well, Kim, I want to thank you so much for taking time to to chop it up with us a little bit today. Had a lot of fun talking to you, getting to know you a little bit. And thank we you. wish you nothing but uh, much continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. too. Absolutely. Our pleasure. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.